afternoon. It's October 25th, 2020. Thank you for being here today. Without further delay, we're about to release Babylon's Fall. It's going to be delivered to you by Sister Yira. We hope you enjoy it, but we really hope that you take it into account. And as the Father always tells us, please consider this imminent message. Greetings to all, and may the Holy Spirit of God be with you all. I would like to begin with the Lord's Prayer, and I encourage you to join in prayer to the Lord. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The following message is a dream I had at night a few weeks ago, and the Lord wants it to be communicated in the light of his word and his instructions. To escape and turn away from the devil and sin, and then come to embrace and live in God in communion with Him and obeying Him completely and bearing much good fruit in Him. This topic is about the kingdom of God and the evil kingdom, which one of his names is Babylon. And we also talk about fruits, fruits in the spirit. I will read the title and the verses of the scriptures of this topic since they are centered in these two concepts, which confirm the message of this revelation and it is also mainly connected with the topic of the salvation in God, where I will also leave your scriptures so that you can consult your Bible and consult with God. The content of this dream was Babylon, which is a floating island that is represented in the Bible in the book of Revelation, like a burning mountain when God destroys it. It is in Revelation 8.8. 8. The Lord wants us to know that when we sin, we are chained to that kingdom of darkness where the devil is. And I would like to talk about how it is possible for either the spirit of God or the evil spirit to manifest itself on earth. Just as God transmits and reflects his Holy Spirit upon and through his church, which is the body of Christ here on earth, composed of true believers of Yeshua HaMashiach, they have surrendered to him and completely obeyed him. So in the same manner, that place, Babylon, transmits and reflects its own demonic spirit here on earth through all unrepentant sinners. A few days after this dream, the Lord told me the words floating song, referring to Babylon and that he's got his attention on this floating zone, and he was confirming that it will soon be destroyed. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. In the scripture of Revelation 18, 3-5, the Lord tells us to completely turn our backs on Babylon. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Returning to the subject of how an unrepentant sinner is chained to the kingdom of Babylon, the Lord tells us in Matthew 18.6, And whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck 
and he be drowned in the depth of the sea. We see how the Lord confirms two concepts to us in Matthew 18, 6-3. The chaining to the kingdom of Babylon through sin when he says that a millstone should be hung around the sinner's neck. The Lord here also confirms the fall of Babylon by matching this description of Babylon with the scripture of Revelation 18.21. Revelation 18.21 Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. Glory be to you, Father. Thank you so much. The Lord also confirms here that because the unrepentant sinner is chained to that millstone which is Babylon, the unrepentant sinner would fall along with Babylon when Babylon will be destroyed and condemned by God. Hallelujah. Furthermore, the Lord confirms the fall of the devil in Isaiah 14, 14-15. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High, yet you shall be brought down to Seol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Thank you, Father, for doing justice. Thank you, Lord. Let's go then with the content of the dream. The first thing I want to say is that the feeling that this place produced in me was absolutely horrible. Try to imagine a spiritual state in which we could not feel a single millimeter of the presence of God, without the love of God, without His joy, without the safety that God gives us. The feeling was horrifying. It was the most horrible feeling of disgust and the most unpleasant feeling that I could ever experience in my whole existence, multiplied by one billion. It was a mixture of fear guilt and terror. Such is the spiritual state of those who eat from evil. The entrance, it looks like a residential area in the form of a hotel. You have to have a lot of money to be there and there is a lot of luxury. It is unnecessary to have such amounts of money, which is equivalent to unfair sacrifice that does not give good fruit, and it is also impure as it is unnecessary to obtain or experience the luxury that this place seems to offer. The Lord speaks of this in Isaiah 55, verses 1, 2, and 3. Ho, anyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat, yes, come, Buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Thank you, Lord, for all of this. Not only is it just unnecessary to experience the content of the experience that such a place offers, but also because since it is an unjust and impure sacrifice, it is a great sin. 
We must know, as the Lord tells us, that this place cannot satiate our souls. So in reality, this place is worthless. Its value is null. Besides this, to eat, and I mean to eat spiritually, of this place, that is to incorporate within itself what that place gives, is equivalent to eating from evil. This is what the Lord confirms in Isaiah 52, verse 2. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Plus, the Lord tells us in Isaiah 55, verse 3, Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Thank you, Lord, you are amazing. Thank you for your mercy. Therefore, it also tells us in these two verses that to eat of God is to eat from good and that our soul will live by eating from good. Therefore, we see that to eat from evil is death. We have to really look if we are becoming like a child in front of God, adoring Him, listening to Him, yielding to Him, feeling Him, and abiding in Inside this place, I was receiving threats against me, death threats, but nothing happened because God was there with me. God allowed me to have this kind of excursion through this place. There were death and torture chambers, besides passing by what seemed to be a whole dining area of the main hotel building, I could see limbs of human bodies from this place. I was talking to a person who was a resident of this place. He represents a person who leads a life of sin, and this person had a lot of weight and fat. This person admitted that he ate those meats from those human limbs because that's what they, meaning the system, the devil, make them eat there. He seemed to accept this fact without complaining, and he saw it as a completely normal thing. Spiritually speaking, we can come to the conclusion that as far as a true food is concerned, we only have one true food option. That is to say, only one food option that is good and has value and is the good. That says the Lord in John 6.55. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Thank you, Lord. If you are so kind, let's please read from John 6, 47 to 57 to see the whole context. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. 
Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. Thank you, Lord, for all of this. The other choice of food, which is the spirit of the devil along with sin, is false because it does not nourish but defiles a person's spirit. Furthermore, it is evil and is physical death and spiritual death and even eternal damnation if the person, while living on earth, does not come to God. In Galatians 5, verses 14 to 15, it does speak of this kind of a spiritually evil attitude of eating from evil and acting on evil. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. To eat well, we must respect and put into practice the greatest commandments, as the Lord tells us in Mark 12, verses 29 to 31. Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. Hallelujah. Also, when God was on this earth, he told us in John 4, verses 32 to 34. But he said to them, I have food to eat which You do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. We then, as disciples and children of our Lord, must know that to eat from good is to do his will, thus imitating also his conduct while he became man by coming to the earth. Then, in the case of having an evil attitude by participating in the sin of the devil, such a person can go through all kinds of sin, be consuming himself spiritually, also allowing the devil to consume him in his life, and be acting against God by disobeying him. Sometimes there are several people who act, consuming each other through all kinds of sin. The sin begins spiritually in the interior of the person, and then it is carried out physically. When the person that sins carries out the sin, it arises first from the inside, in the heart, and then it is carried out with the body. This is confirmed by the Lord in Matthew 15, verses 18 to 19. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. 
So such activity of sin and sinning goes against God and against the person themselves, and it can also affect other people if it is also directed towards other people and if the other people participate in the sin by reacting inappropriately without the strength and guidance of God or by deciding to act badly on their own. Then it is fulfilled that about they consuming each other. On the other hand, in the case of physical sacrifices, it has been getting to the point that some of these unjust sacrifices, killing bodies, are literally being done physically in some places on earth. And I urge that we all pray that such activities will be completely destroyed by the hand of God. Father, please, we ask you that you destroy any form of evil in any corners or the universe of your creation. Amen. Please throw your thunder and destroy any evil activity on this land. Amen. Then there was another area where there were some people who tried to offer me different sins. But I told them no, and these people could not force me, definitely because God was there with me, and I resisted the devil. All thanks to God. Then I could see an area where there was a top box, an area of a bottom box, and a central area as a stage. The devil was there at the stage, and in the boxes it was all full of audience, all full of people. Those are people that live in sin and have allowed the devil to rule over their lives. And there on the wall was a word in English, obeolitics, that is politics of obedience. It was a mixture of the, of the word obeying and the word politics. This obedience to Satan, which is totally unjust before God, is an evil obedience that seeks not to be questioned but to deceive or even directly force the person and makes the tree that the person is not bear good fruit, which will end up being thrown into the fire by the justice of God, unless the person repents before God, believes in Jesus Christ, and obeys him by persevering to the end in order to be saved. Thus says the Lord in Matthew 7 verse 19, Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And John the Baptist says it in Matthew 3, verses 8 to 10. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do nothing to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees, Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, God wants us to endure to the end in order to be saved. The Lord confirms this in Matthew 24:13. Salvation happens at the end, and that end may come at any time. That's why we must be waiting for the Lord at all times as the Lord is asking us in Matthew 25, verse 13. Salvation is certainly the work of God, and we are not saved by our own merits. And in Ephesians 2, 8-9, for by grace are ye saved, 
through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. However, we can see that if there is no evidence in us of good fruits coming from the Holy Spirit of God, which come from abiding in God by obeying Him in all that He tells us to do, and leading a life of communion with Him, all of which means enduring to the end in order to be saved, as this scripture tells us, John 15:5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Matthew 7:19, Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Or if there are also no good works, which are connected and are an extension of those good fruits through God, then we could not be saved because the evidence of having truly repented before God and living for Him in Yeshua HaMashiach is that there will be good fruits on the tree that the person is. In order to yield good fruits, one must surrender oneself completely to God in order to ultimately inherit salvation in Him. And this is equivalent to three steps. Repent from sins and turn to God. Mark 1.15 and Matthew 3.8 Believing God through Yeshua HaMashiach. John 3.16 and John 6.27-29 Endure to the end, obeying Him. Matthew 7.21 Matthew 7.19 and John 15.5 If there are no good fruits, there has not been true repentance. That is, there are no fruits worthy of repentance, which are change of behavior as well, such as humility, forgiving others, submitting to God moment by moment, resisting the devil and sin. If there are no good fruits, neither is the person believing in God nor enduring to the end in order to be saved. So these very good changes to bear good fruit in us are achieved through the strength that comes from living a life surrendered to God, from union with God, and from total faith in God, in Yeshua HaMashiach. Therefore, in order to be saved, God surely expects us to do our part while we are on this earth which is those three steps to give ourselves completely to God and ultimately find salvation in Him, so that subsequently there will be good fruit in us, and so that we will also walk in every good work that He prepared in advance for us to walk in, as Ephesians 2 tells us. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. These works are works that the Lord has prepared for us. He will present them to us. We don't decide what the good works are. We have to ask Him, and He will communicate it to us, and He will also present them to us. Amen. As we see, the Lord is the head. He is the author of salvation. 
He is the King. Plus, He expects us to believe in Him and bathe and cleanse ourselves in Him. Actually, in the letter of 1 John, in number 3, there is a verse that you can find that talks about purifying ourselves and is confirming this that I'm saying. These are works that correspond to us. Ask Him through prayer to wash us and truly fill with faith that purification in the heart and in our spirit as we ask, so that we can bear good fruit in Him. Also, watch and pray, declaring the promises of God, using the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, according to personal circumstance, whether it's negative thoughts or adverse situations, when we need it, making an effort in it, so that we can bear good fruit. Also, always surrender to God and in communion with God, communicating with Him. These procedures will help us to perform the right works that correspond to us, which are the right actions according to God in front of everything that happens to us in our daily walk. Again, this is all about relating to God. And we have to dwell in Him in order to be able to do all of this. It is truly essential that we obey the Lord and do all that He asks us, on the other podcast, we mentioned that if we go through our daily walk and we do something wrong, we have to say that we are sorry to the Lord and ask Him for forgiveness. He will see the sincerity in your heart and He will help. The Lord will help you to change and mold you if you are really sincere in your heart about truly seeking Him. In Luke 13, verses 6 to 9, the Lord tells us how He gives us opportunity to bear fruit but if he sees that the person reaches a point where there is definitely no change in behavior, then the Lord cuts off that life and sends that person to eternal damnation. So the truth there is no time to waste. We have to be yielded to the Lord moment by moment. We all have to see today in this moment where is our heart, including me. Is it centrated and fully surrendered to God? Or are we still going through life according to our own ideas and preferences, even our own ways of seeking God? We must obey only His way in everything, including in seeking Him. So the scripture says, A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year. Also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. Then we have this other scripture also where the Lord speaks to us that we can bear good fruit with effort and perseverance by retaining the word of God in our hearts. Luke 8, 8 and Luke 8, 15. But the others fell on good ground, sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried 
He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. I would like to mention these scriptures one more time. John 15:5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Matthew 7:19. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Brethren, let us go forth rejoicing in the Lord, always walking in union with Him, with one mind, striving together with faith in our Lord, Savior and Father, Yeshua HaMashiach, until He comes. I want to thank God for communicating this message to all of us, and that all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise be to you, Lord. We praise and worship you. Thank you for being a Father as good as only you can be. Thank you so much, Lord. And please bless and take by the hand and protect all the brothers and sisters who hear this message. Help them, Lord, to bear much good fruit in you and to dwell in you. Thank you, Lord, in your holy name, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Glory be to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, be with you all. I leave you the list of all the scriptures that appear in this video. Revelation 8.8 Revelation 18 verses 3-4-5 Matthew 18.6 Revelation 18.21 Isaiah 14 verses 14-15 Isaiah 55 verses 1-3 John 6.55, John 6.47-57, Galatians 5.15, Mark 12, verses 29-31, John 4, verses 32-34, Matthew 15, verses 18-19 and 18, Matthew 7.19, Matthew 3, verses 8-10, Matthew 24.13, Ephesians 2, verses 8-9, Luke 13, 6 to 9, Luke 8, 8, Luke 8, 15, John 15, 5, and Matthew 7, 19. I also mentioned that if you brothers and sisters can go and check on the letter of First John in chapter 3, there is one verse where it comments there that we have to purify ourselves. Amen. So, the scriptures about surrendering oneself completely to God in order to ultimately inherit salvation in Him, and this is equivalent to three steps. Repent from sins and turn to God, Mark 1.15 and Matthew 3.8. Believe in God through Yeshua HaMashiach, John 3.16 and John 6, verses 27 to 29. Endure to the end, obeying Him, Matthew 7.21, Matthew 7.19 and John 15.5. Inside of these three steps is the narrow gate and the difficult way that leads to life. Matthew 7, 13-14 Enter the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Now we could ask, why is there only a few who find it? The Lord answers us that is because they don't look for it. 
He tells us this in Matthew 7, 8. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Thank you, Lord. As we see, whoever seeks, finds, and in order to find this door, which is God in Yeshua HaMashiach, we have to do with all of our heart what it says in Matthew 7, 8. The Lord also tells us in Matthew 18, 3, and says, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So he's telling us that in order to enter heaven, we have to surrender to him from the bottom of our hearts, becoming like children. This means being totally humble in front of him, being a hundred percent completely willing to be guided by him moment by moment and day by day, loving and trusting him as a child looks up to his father and creator. The Lord is really putting in my heart the scripture of Psalm 32, 9. Where it says, do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which might be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. And this is something that has definitely happened to me. So, I'd like to share with you the scripture from Revelation 19, verses 1 to 2. After these things... I heard the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven singing hallelujah. Salvation and honor and glory and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication, and he has avenged on her the blood of his servants set by her. Glory be to you, Lord. Thank you for all of this. We wanted to inform you that out of our absolute love, total respect and complete obedience to God, we don't and will not ever charge any donation or any type of monetary gift so that the message of God's word remains intact in its complete purity. Thank you for listening to Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio. God bless you and see you very soon. May God bless all of you. May God keep you and hold you by his right hand. Amen. Glory be to God. We'd like to say thanks be to the Lord for such a powerful message coming from Sister Yira today. We'd like to say thanks again for listening to Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio. And we'd like to say a special thanks to GospelRiver.com for the following song, To Calvary Lord. God bless each and every one of you, and we will be speaking to you again very soon. In fact, we're going to do a follow-up about this particular podcast, and we're actually going to go live very soon. So we hope you join us when we're on live. We'll see you there. God bless you and have a fantastic week.